Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. And as always, thanks for listening. So this is part two of Biblical Education or Bible Education 101. And this is the segment for the part two segment for self-study. Now, as I mentioned in the last podcast, this is a series. So this is going to be in three separate sections. The first section is the one you're in right now, which is the section where you're not going to get a degree. You're not going to necessarily go to any kind of online program or uh, anything of that nature or go to the seminary. You just want to just kind of do it on your own, which you can do on the Internet. And library, you know, Bible bookstores, used bookstores for that matter. So you can find some very great resources. That will get you as educated, in my opinion, as any PhD out there. But no one said it'd be easy. Self-education is not always that way. But there are advantages. One advantage is self-education and what we've just described doesn't cost very much money because there's a lot of information out there and it's free a lot of it is absolutely 100% free now here's the kicker though as I mentioned there are dangers and pitfalls of doing self-study One of those huge dangers is grabbing somebody or grabbing a source that has got screwy ideas in it. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, uh, we discussed in the last podcast that, look, you know, we use the two words that people don't like to talk about, especially today. And these words are liberal versus conservative because they're hugely attached to a whole host of ideas that are super emotional, make people get fighting mad instantly. But let me just say, in conservative circles, or in, excuse me, biblical circles, uh... Conservative leans this direction in that the Bible is the Word of God. God has preserved it. And it is as close to what God had in mind as possible. There you go. Now, there's argumentation back and forth about the originals and versus... Some people think there are versions of the Bible that are inspired. We're not going to get into that. Now, on the liberal end of the end of the, the, the spectrum, these are scholars and people who believe that the Bible is 
or contains the word of God, or it's kind of, you know, really kind of what God had in mind, is kind of God's thought process, but it's not really just completely the word of God. It's, it's really what God's got in mind, but it didn't really just come straight from God. Okay. Um, as I mentioned before, I tend to be on the other end of it. The other end of the spectrum. So now, um, part of the reason I feel that way is because if you really don't believe the Bible's the Word of God, then why are you reading it? Why are you wasting, you know, because listen, if it's not, you're wasting your time. Because there's a whole lot of other possibilities out there that are, you know, that have uh, just warm, fuzzy kind of messages and feelings and, 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 and inspirational tones and jazz that you could pull from. Uh, but uh, anyway, now, by the way, there's another element on the conservative end of this thing, and that is this. And this has to do with what you're going to do with the information. So if you're going to do Bible education, if you're going to do Bible study, I mean serious Bible study, you're going to really dig in and you're going to learn. What are you going to do with the information? Are you just going to suck it in your head? Or are you going to use it? Because the entirety of the Bible and everything in the Bible indicates that God is more interested in us using the information than just knowing it. Um, I think one verse says that even demons know that Jesus is the Son of God and they tremble at the thought. So here's the deal. When, and, and this is a Western versus Middle Eastern versus Jewish thought process. So, Judea, uh, Greco-Roman kind of thinkers, Western thinkers, tend to th look at knowledge as something that is self-improvement kind of stuff, where you just accumulate knowledge and it somehow makes you feel more enlightened. Okay, so you're more enlightened. Okay, as if, you know, what the heck does, you know, being enlightened mean? Whereas, on the, on the Hebraic Jewish end of the stick, they're studying to change their behavior. So literally, when you study the Word of God, it's supposed to change how you act. Change how you act. So if you're just doing all this Bible study to sock jazz away in your head... Well, that's what the you know that's that's more of the liberal camp where basically you know oh I'm so look at me look, I've got all this knowledge I've got all these PhDs I've got all this stuff and there's nothing the matter with having knowledge and nothing the matter with being a PhD but here's the thing if you for some reason think you're an enlightened one because of that well you're full of it because. Uh, In my years in studying and being in and around PhD level people and super smart people, I'll be honest, they looked a lot like humans. 
and uh, humans ain't perfect never have been so yeah uh, and I have yet to meet a PhD that looked at me like looked to me like they were enlightened to the point now there's some smart people out there and the ones that I think are closer to getting there are the ones you know maybe like Carl Bart he used to say You know, they, a student asked him, hey, what's the most profound thing you learned about all of this, these degrees and all this Bible knowledge you've got? And he said simply that, Jesus loved me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. It's exactly, you know, boom. So now, getting back to self-study. Danger pitfall, like I said, is... You've got to look at where you're getting the information. Discernment. That's what discernment. And the fancy modern term for checking stuff out has to do with credibility. And the word or the verb is vetting. Vetting means you look at the individual you're getting this information from. And you see... If they got weird ideas. Um, because, by the way, you can have somebody who's gone some very, very solid seminaries and schools and then just go right off into La La Land. That's happened before. So, so the thing is this. Um... When you're doing self-study, you need a plan. Now, here's what I'm going to recommend. And this, again, is a recommendation. Okay? It's a recommendation because you're self-studying. You're going to decide on yourself. How you, you, know, you and God are going to get together and the Holy Spirit's going to get together with you. and You're going to figure this out. First of all, I would say focus on the Bible First, focus on the Bible first. What do I mean by that? I mean, get as much information on every book in the Bible as you can. Why is it there? Who wrote it? Why was it written? How long is it? Who's it addressing? Who's it to? All of these things. And and these are just the tip of the iceberg. Know and study all of the books. Now, how do you do that? Okay, well, first thing is, is you can take a survey course. Survey of the Old Testament. Survey of the New Testament. It'll go through, it'll briefly go through every one of the books. And and. In the Old Testament and the New Testament, then you can go specific to each one. Now, why do I recommend doing that first? Because theology, in its in, in its entirety, it means theo is God, ology is the study of. So, it's the study of God. So, basically, it's man in general 
men and women, thinking up theories about what they're reading in the Bible. Now, when you're studying the books and you're doing surveys, I'm going to I'm going to make this suggestion. Don't read commentaries first. Read about the book. Read the book. Read the books you're studying. So if you're studying the Minor Prophets, read all the Minor Prophets. Find out when they were written. Look at the introductions. Know that jazz. Know it cold. Who was Hosea? When did he write? What time did he write? Who else, you know, what other prophets were alive when he was writing? Who was he addressing? What was the problem he was trying to, you know, get around? What was God trying to address through this person? Know the books themselves first before you start reading a bunch of other people's opinions. Because that's when you get the theology, and that's when people can, you know... Now, there are some great commentaries out there, but some very godly people, don't get me wrong. But you need to get the information from the book first. And there was a professor, I was taking class on inductive Bible study, and uh, he mentioned when he went to seminary... He was taking some courses on a book and they gave him like four or five commentaries and said, read these first. And he was like saying, well, when are we going to actually read the book itself? You know, and he said, oh, we'll do that later maybe. Get in the book first. Don't start reading a whole bunch of commentaries first. Get the information. Get the actual grassroots. Now, the other thing is the one another thing is is getting the Bible in first will help you frame what they're going to talk about in theology later because theology there is a theology of the New Testament there is a theology of Paul there is a theology of the Old Testament there's a there's a bunch of that stuff my particular Bible degree, my degree in is a Master's of Theology in Pastoral Leadership. So I took some theology classes. So the theology is man's formulation of what God revealed. The Bible, biblical studies, is what God revealed. Theology is what man thinks God's trying to teach us out of what God's revealed. Theology is very, very bound in some ways to denominational thought processes. Depending on what denomination you're looking at, it can be dispensational, non-dispensational, Calvinist, Arminian, it can be all kinds of fun junk. All right, so um, now here's something. I'm, uh, so kick, kick theology down the street for a second. All right, biblical studies first. The next thing I'm gonna say is, please, 
read some church history. I understand that most people think history just bores the up a loving poo out of them. They can't handle it. They're just like, oh my goodness, if I have to read this again, I'm going to faint. But let me explain. Church history will, in many ways, explain to you how we got the theology we have. It will explain how things worked as far as the problems people were addressing. Church history will do that for you if you will read book on church history. Now, um, the big book, and, and, and here's, here's just, just a thought, one of the core books on church history is Eusebius, okay? Because he's got some of the best just information as far as he's like one of the only church historians that was way back when. I mean, back when the church fathers, I mean, right after, you know, like, you know, when, um, right after the church started and started getting go really going. So, and he's very involved and some of the stuff is really great, but here's what I'm going to say would probably be a little easier and a little better to go with first, and that is a general survey of church history and then getting into the, the Reformation. Alright? Because that will show you a few things. Now, then, after you've got a general survey of church history, and by the way, I did that in one class. That almost killed me. I recommend that if you can take church history in two classes, you know, find an online class that does, you know, church history one, then church history two. I would totally recommend that because it's you're, you're looking at several thousand years, and so you're like, oh my word. Uh, you know, I mean, it's been a couple of thousand years since. And so, wow. Okay. Two halves to that. Um, my church history uh, lecturer was Dr. Garth Rizel. Uh, and I took my church history course out of uh, ATS, or ITS, excuse me, ITS, the Institute for Theological Studies, which you can get out of um, various seminaries and various schools. We'll have those available. And it was a super good class. I took my class out of Dallas Theological, and it was awesome. I loved it. But I, but I got to tell you, um, I wish I would have taken the two classes because I, because it was like trying to drink from a, a fire hydrant. It was wild. Um, so, church history though will help you see for yourself how many of the ideas that we have. You know, for example, the Trinity. For example, uh, our ideas of sin. How they got formed in our head from the Bible. So, totally recommend that. Um, so, again, biblical studies first. Learn about the books themselves. Survey courses, specific courses. Learn about the books themselves first. Leave the commentaries for later. 
also church history. Survey of church history. Two classes for survey of church history I totally recommend. But definitely something on the Reformation. So you should understand kind of where we're at right now. And uh, that being the case. Um, now, do I take this stuff online? And again, I mentioned in the other podcast, you need to have a plan. Yeah, you. it would really be good if you looked at some degree plans from institutions that you feel have you have a connection with. All right. Um, personally, I've taken courses from uh, Luther Rice Seminary. I've taken courses from Dallas Theological. I've taken courses from Andersonville uh, Seminary. Um, and I've read and audited other courses from other seminaries like Ashbury and, and Trinity. Really good stuff. But here's the deal. Find a plan. Find a plan. And look at the plan and kind of follow that as far as especially the first year and you know first year stuff because that's going to give you that's going to lay the foundation for you if you do that you will dodge a lot of weirdness and believe me there's some really weird jazz out there. People that are pulling uh, sources from Gnostic Gospels and, all, and, and people that are telling you that the Apocrypha is inspired and, and all kinds of the wild jazz. So anyway, that being the case, uh, I wish you all of God's blessings in your search and endeavor in gaining biblical knowledge. And uh, the next segment will go into people who want to do a degree plan and want to do online study for biblical studies. And there's kind of some, some different options on that. These are people who are, who are wanting to follow an institution's plan as to how they're going to handle stuff, okay? So, God bless you, and keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your